0: What is your biggest weakness of the 10 components? The 10 components of fitness.
1: What is your biggest one? The biggest. It used to be flexibility. Mm -hmm. I'm much better at it now than I I can touch my toes now. So that's a significant increase. Yeah. Um, I would say balance. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Honestly, I'm looking at the list. Like Ah. balance is balance. I fall down at least once a day. Yeah.
0: I mean, your mountain biking trips also speak a lot, too.
1: You don't I have fall long. down almost every t- – I, I have a scab on my shin. I didn't technically fall down, although I do fall down a lot. That's not like a – yeah. Yeah. I fall down a lot, Okay. which balance. is embarrassing to say, but it's true. I fall down. Hey, but you got to work on it. Yeah.
0: It's not something that you
1: just have all the time. And of any – well, I was going to say of all the 10, they're all important. I'd say balance is the one – well – no, I was going to say balance is one of the lesser important. No, I'd no, put it it's up not.
0: Fall proof right there.
1: Yeah, I'm not fall proof. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-fall. Wait, yeah. no, you're pro-fall. <laughs> yeah, and like my handstand walking isn't good. You know, Pistols, I have trouble balancing. I'd yeah. say balance. That's how it works for me.
0: Totally. Mine used to be flexibility, too, but that's one. I would still put it up there, but it's getting better, much better. I can touch my toes, too, without now hesitation. That's something that can be trained. Yeah, it's fun. Practiced. So, Yeah, that one's trained. Um, But that's what we're getting into today. Today's our fourth and final uh, uh, model that we're talking about. So we've talked about three others that you've previously heard. This is the fourth one. So these are all the models that help guide and measure and define what is fitness. So we've gone through the hopper. We've gone through the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. We've gone through um, all of them, metabolic uh, pathways. And now we're on to the fourth and final one, which is can go ahead and reveal
1: the 10 domains of fitness, Woo! 10 general physical yeah. skills of fitness. Yeah, um, yeah, it's one of the four um, four measures of health. So, how this came to be uh, 10 fitness domains. CrossFit didn't invent these, give credit where credit is due. Um, the guy, the people that made these were called his name is Jim Crawley and Bruce Evans of a company called Dynamax uh, early in the early so 2000s. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I think they used to make med balls. Don't quote me on that. But, I believe so. They uh, did something with fitness. Equipment. Yeah. 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 So they, they came up with these 10 general physical skills and they said, um, these are the 10 things that you should practice. Um, Greg Glassman came along in, in how do you say exponentially, Expanded
0: upon it? Yeah, expanded yeah, upon, upon that Because
1: yeah. he didn't add anything. So he, he increased the importance of it. It's not yeah. just like 10 things you should work on. He, he put s- more value yeah. value behind he it. He said you were only as fit as your worst of the 10 fitness domains, right? Um, or the 10 physical skills. So th- that's where CrossFit came out. Was just, this was actually the first model of fitness. If you look at the CrossFit level one handbook, is um, the 10 general physical skills. Yep, if we're going over, uh, yeah. Yes. So. We're not going to bore you with the definitions of all of them. So we're not going to read them all <laughs> one by one. But what the 10 general physical skills are, and I'm not looking at my notes oh, for these. Go. I got them locked test. in. Yeah. Right. So we have cardiovascular and respiratory endurance. We have stamina. We have strength, power, speed, flexibility. Agility, accuracy, balance, and coordination. All right, right there, all 10. All right, now here's, here's the catch with these is I can teach my dog to memorize words. Memorizing right. them doesn't mean a thing, right? <laughs> you, got, you, gotta, you gotta be able to understand them, and yeah. more than that, you need to be able to apply them as far as why is this important, and how do I implement them into my training, and why is this going to benefit me, mm-hmm. right? So um, they're broken out into two different categories. We have um, organic, and we have the neurological. Okay. So organic means that there is a physical change going on in the body. Neurological means that it is a mental component of, um, of the movement. So, um, so we're gonna go through each of these individually. But but first those two that get confused very often, uh, especially when you're trying to trying to learn them and you first hear them, that the first two on the list were cardiorespiratory endurance and stamina. Yeah, that's right? an easy one to kind of.
0: They seem the same. Yeah,
1: they sound very similar, right? But there is a significant difference between them. So do you want to take this one? You want me to? No, go for it. Okay. Cardiovascular respiratory endurance, that has to do with the exchange of oxygen in and out of your body. The easiest way to uh, explain this one is if you go for a one-mile run or a 400-meter run and you are going as fast as you possibly can and you get to a point where you can't go anymore, that's not necessarily muscle fatigue. Like your legs might be tired, but that's not the reason you have to stop. You have to stop because your body can no longer give you as much oxygen as you need to keep going. Right? That's endurance. Stamina, on the other hand, has to do with your muscular stamina and how your body um, produces energy and keeps you moving. Mm-hmm. Easiest way to explain that is if you're doing a maximum set of push-ups. Right? If you're on push-ups number 15, 16, 17, 18, and you can't quite do 19 – you're not out of breath. It's not a problem of oxygen intake, <laughs> so, right? Yeah, yeah. At, well, maybe you will be, <laughs> I mean, but, dude, but yeah. that's not the stopping. That's not the limiting factor. It's it's the the bus, limiting yeah. factor is the, uh, the lack of ATP, the lack of energy in mm. your chest muscles and your yeah. triceps, right? So that's what the difference is, is the... Um, endurance has to do with oxygen coming in and out stamina has to do with you muscular stamina
0: yeah and like you just said i think an easy way to define that in simplest terms is one's restricted by your breath Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you literally can't breathe like through it yeah that's how you can classify that and the other one being your muscles cannot fire anymore and push-ups is a great example so i like how you pulled that one because everyone's fairly familiar how fast push-ups go and how tough they are and you're like what the heck
1: yep and one isn't more important than the other no. you need them both absolutely if you uh, get a marathon runner that can run a marathon in two and a half hours a full marathon in two and a half hours Crazy. god bless you yeah that's awesome you can't do 15 push-ups you have a deficiency yeah. likewise if you can do 75 push-ups and it takes you an hour and a half to run a mile <laughs> then there's a deficiency yeah right um so, if you specialize in one of them, you are doing it at a detriment to the other. Mm-hmm. So, the CrossFit methodology is training all 10 of these equally. So, if you, you have one of those that you know right off the bat, like, yeah, I can do a lot of push-ups or I can do a lot of squats, but my running sucks. Cool. There's your deficiency.
0: Yeah. And it's, I like this one because in its simplest way, it, it's easy to target what you can improve upon. Mm-hmm. There's no – you don't have to do too much thinking. You go, like, my flexibility is not so good. got to work on your flexibility. Like it's, it's pretty straightforward. If you're not so good at one of these categories, you know, that's your deficiency and your goal is to improve that. Cause you're only as fit
1: as you are again, as your weakest one. So if you got no flexibility, then that's something you got to work on. Right. And flexibility is so flexibility at being the next one. Um, and that's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the mm-hmm. active range of motion of a joint. If you can't, uh, if you can't touch your toes, that is a lack of lack of flexibility. Um, it is something that can be trained. If you say that your flexibility sucks, it's cool. I get it. Mine does too, to a certain extent. It <laughs> used to be a lot worse. Yeah, it can be trained and it can be improved. Absolutely, a hundred percent. It's so- not
0: like with with flexibility. It's not pretty. Like I think that's the. This is my projection is with a lot of people when they think about flexibility, mobility, they hear this term like, yeah, I definitely work on it. I suck or my flexibility is this or that. And uh, the thing is that it it's not enticing to do, but it's very vital. It helps with injury resilience and it also improves upon those other categories, strength, power, all those things become more proficient when we can active or we can uh, achieve a certain range of motions. When we have those full range of motions, those things are moving way better. All right. So, and it, but it's not pretty to train. It's like, Oh, like I got to touch my toes for a minute and a half. Yeah. Like, this is kind of lame. Like it's not, but it's very important.
1: Yeah. Good point. It's not the sexy thing to do, yeah. but uh, it's so good for it. it you. Really it's, is. um, yeah, when I was doing it, it was, I, I did three stretches and I did them for a minute each. It took me three minutes. I did it every day for a few weeks. Um, significantly in, in, improved yeah three three minutes you tell me you don't have three minutes of your day you have three minutes you Absolutely. can work on it
0: and that's like and that's the thing that's the simplest form and not to give a shout out or a plug i use go but mm-hmm. there's an eight minute routine they give you it they subscribe like they have all this stuff for you and it's eight minutes there's no way you don't have it minimum or maximum eight minutes we we'll even say maximum eight minutes minimum three minutes yeah. like you have some time in your day whether it's morning night evening just take a little bit of time to flat or flex i mean flex but <laughs> yeah stretch <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and i use the uh, i use the wim hof app yeah if, if you don't know who wim hof is that's going to be another podcast um i can talk about him all day long yeah um, but yeah three minutes a day it's all it took yeah it's crazy but um, it's another big one that uh it's definitely can be trained and it's uh
0: important just yeah. as all the other ones are
1: yep and i'm going to come back to flexibility yeah. later so remind me but i have something that i want to get through all of them first Absolutely. and then i got something Let's so um so flexibility that is a that's an organic thing you can see it you can measure it you can feel it all right? um going along with that two more that can get confused are strength and power mm-hmm. all right so strength is what i would consider the basic definition of strength if you ask somebody what strength is it's just it's force it's how much force can you put out it's how much weight can you squat? How much can you bench? How much can you deadlift? It is it's force. You're producing force, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's not necessarily how much muscle you have, and that can get confusing too. But if you look at a bodybuilder, um, someone that has a insane amount of muscle, you ever watch those bodybuilding shows? Those guys are nuts with crazy oh, amounts yeah. of muscle.
0: Especially with the Mr. Olympia
1: crap. Dude, those oh guys Lord. are yeah. crazy. So much muscle. However. You would have a hard time convincing me that if that bodybuilder can deadlift 450 pounds and a crossfitter can deadlift 500 pounds and do 100 other things better, um, you can make the argument. Well, the bodybuilder has more muscle on him, so he's more fit. Well, no, you're not. not it, it, case, it, yeah. I, yeah, I don't care how much muscle you have on you. I don't care what you look like. If you can't show what your muscles can do, it's not worth the damn. Yeah. So that's all strength is: is how much force can you produce? Yeah. Power, on the other hand, is in the definition. So I'll read the definition of this one. The, the ability of a muscle to apply maximum force in minimum time. So power output is more along the lines of CrossFit's definition of force time distance over time. Um, it is, it's your work capacity. It's how much work can you get done in a certain amount of time. So this is more along the lines of a CrossFit workout, right, Fran, um, do How much work can you do in a certain amount of time? That would be your power output. Um, not necessarily how much force overall you can generate at one time. It's probably over time.
0: Yeah. And a really good example too, is the echo bikes. Mm. Um, cause they generate off the Watts and they generate off your power. Um, cause obviously someone who can generate more power in 10 seconds is going to get more calories compared to someone else who can't generate as much power. So that's an yeah. easy example to compare
1: it to. Yeah. Good example. Yeah. I didn't think about that one. That's good. Um, yeah but that's the difference between uh strength and power yeah similar but different both very vital both very, very vital yep. yeah um yeah and the next one is speed and that's uh that's exactly what it sounds like it's doing something fast yeah <laughs> how fast can you do it how fast can you squat right everybody can do if you can do five air squats if it takes you 10 seconds to do it you're not as fast as someone that takes seven seconds to do it yeah that might be the most common <laughs> common <laughs> sense sentence i've ever said um but yeah, that's all it is. It's yeah. it's the cycle time of a repeated movement, mm-hmm. of doing something over and over, how quickly can you do it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Those six are the organic ones. Those are... Um, measurable. Those are measurable. Yeah. Those you can see. The other ones are neurological, right? So the, are fun ones. Yeah, they, and these are tough, and um, again, equally as important, but they are agility, accuracy, balance, and coordination. So... Well, balance. So my balance sucks, right? I fall down, <laughs> I fall, I fall down a lot. Ken is uh, prone to fall. If Ken is prone to fall, that is fair. Um, but balance. You think about balance. Something as simple as walking up the stairs and not falling down, that does have to do with your balance. Mm-hmm. How that is applied in the gym, uh, We just. Ta- I just taught the snatch in class. right? Being able to do a power snatch where somebody is jumping from one position to the next position and they're catching a weight at a certain point in this case, they were catching a weight over the head. To be able to do that, you need a certain amount of balance. Oh, for sure. Because right. if you
0: don't, you'll know because you go forward or you go backward. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a real quick tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and you need to do that, and th- that is something that is underutilized, and that is something that is so beneficial for you because you need balance for everyday life. Yeah. You're balancing while you walk. Right. You balance while you stand. Right. You balance while you go up and down. You balance. You just balance. Yeah. Like, it's huge. You need it for life. And yeah. that's uh, one of the common things I hear about handstand walking, because uh, CrossFitters are known to handstand walk, mm-hmm. um, saying that that's not applicable in real life. Well, fair enough. You're not walking down the grocery store on your hands. I get it. You got cool. <laughs> I mean, you could. I'm <laughs> not saying you couldn't. Um, but having said that, if you can balance yourself on your hands, you are way more coordinated, more, more, yeah, more balanced. Less likely to fall down. If you can do that on your hands, doing it on your feet's easy. Yeah. It's just, it's a skill. It's being able to balance yourself or something else in space. Yeah, it's another piece of the puzzle. Yep. Um, yeah. And then similar to that is accuracy. Um, so, along with the snatch, so the snatch tested your balance because you need to be able to move the barbell from the ground overhead. You also need to be able to move the barbell in the correct range of motion. Right? So you need to be able to move an external object in a certain way with a certain amount of force. Being able to do that well takes time and takes practice. Mm-hmm. Right? Think about throwing a baseball. If I'm throwing a baseball to somebody that's five yards away from me, I have to put a certain amount of force on it. If they move back to 10 yards away from me, I have to throw it a little harder. 15 yards, throw it a little harder, 20 and so on. You get it. Um, having that accuracy is a skill. When we do wall balls in class, if you don't know what a wall ball is, just throwing a essentially a medicine ball to a 10-foot target over and over and over, that builds that neurological adaptation to be able to move an external object through space to a very specific point.
0: Yeah. yeah. And part of that, you got to be accurate because, I mean, if you miss a target, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. another one you really just know because it'll either come back at you and bite you or you'll... Go over the top or whatever it is but you yep. gotta yeah you gotta do it accurately for sure
1: yep um yeah that's all i got on that one you yeah. have yeah, two more anything yeah. to add so far no i mean
0: a lot well, like with these last few is they are neurological adaptations which we can explain a little bit more here once we get through the rest of them but a lot of these go hand in hand too so you'll see that some of these intertwine and that i mean a lot of these when it comes to like Balance. you're going to get some balance out of some strength movement or some power movements and stuff like that. So they do intertwine in a way, but they can be isolated as well. So that's
1: always something to think about. But,
0: no, yeah, carry on. Let's knock out the last few.
1: Sweet. Uh, The last two, uh, coordination and agility. Uh, Coordination is, is, and what it sounds like, it's being able to move multiple different things in one motion for a single purpose. Okay, so I'm going to use a snatch example. Um, so if you don't know what a CrossFit Power Snatch is, Google CrossFit Power Snatch. And you'll see what it is. It's moving a barbell from the ground overhead. It's a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. You're moving the barbell. You're moving your arms, your hands, your, sh- your elbows, your shoulders. You're shrugging. You're extending your hips. You're mm-hmm. moving your feet. pull and push, all the stuff, yeah. Every body part is moving in a certain order. In a certain way, and if you do them all correctly, those 15 things that need to happen, if you do them all in the right order, you're going to have a great lift, mm-hmm. right? That's what coordination That's what coordination comes in. Yeah. At a simpler level, it's being able to, I don't know, get the keys out of your wallet or catch a ball catch a ball or, or pa- pass yeah. a baby to somebody else. I don't yeah.
0: know. No, I mean, that, that's an extreme example. I hope you have the coordination to do so. Yeah, me too. <laughs> 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 like, oh, no. But, yeah, it's coordination is one of those ones too it's like you said it's just there's a lot of moving pieces and you have to be able to put it all together um and snatch is a really good example because it does require a lot of coordination because there is moving pieces the same goes for the clean um even when we go to a dumbbell snatch it's a little bit more simple because we're just hanging on to one implement but there's still a lot of moving pieces to that aspect and especially if it's alternating because now we're changing hands we're passing that dumbbell back and forth so yeah coordination is just the ability of your body to react is how i like to think about it so that's an it's it's a good one it's another good one especially because it goes hand in hand with balance yeah you have to have a little coordination because if you do go to fall you gotta have
1: some coordination to catch yourself appropriately or however that looks yep yeah yeah yeah. um and last one is agility and again it's what it sounds like what i think of when i think of agility is going back and forth um effectively efficiently being able to move your body from point a to point b back to point a change rapidly change rapidly yeah um yeah, again, you need to be able to do it. It sounds it sounds basic, and it's important. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. And I think, like, these last few are ones that they can be the most frustrating because they aren't measurable, and they take a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. And, that's, uh, and that's the big thing. Um, but before we get into cl- closing comments or getting a little bit deeper with some of the concepts, do you have anything else that you want to
1: dive into in those last four? Uh, just that as you get older, as you get into your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, these become so important. And this is an aspect of fitness where if you don't use it, you lose it. Um, yeah, man, you hear all the time about um, people in elder uh, nursing homes like falling down, not mm-hmm. being able to get back up, or losing their balance, or losing their strength. Or they yeah. they don't have it. Yeah. Um, Doing these things inside the walls of a CrossFit gym under the supervision of a coach, you get them, and you get to keep them forever. Yeah. It's a cool thing. Something you um, are constantly practicing and training yeah. by yeah. doing what we do in here. Exactly. It's nothing you can see. Again, it's neurological, but you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So it's so important. No, for sure. And it is big because uh,
0: my grandparents, when they were still around, um, they they experienced falls, and they were broke this, broke that. And so it was, it was huge because they had stairs that had ice, didn't mm-hmm. see the ice, slipped and fell, or was their driveway. But still, um, as things like that happen, they are accidents, but we can become more resilient to them when we are training things like coordination, balance accuracy when we're when we're going through these things and pounding through them and practicing them and training them they make our body more resilient so when those falls do happen or we're more prone to catch ourselves if we are slipping and sliding in a more efficient manner rather than taking it straight to the femur and going like oh that just broke um but yeah that's that's what makes these important that's what makes these training for life um it's not just about a lot of people get the misconception it's like sport uh crossfit because it is it's a it's a big thing but all this stuff is about training for life so you're able to have a good awesome fun life outside whether that's hiking all the time going on walks with your family um but just living a full and a healthy life yep and that's these components all help keep that going and improve them right yeah yeah i love it um yeah yeah those are the 10 components um Again, the big thing there is uh, you are, I think the best way to wrap this up is you are as fit as your weakest component. So whatever that is, think about it, especially if you are currently a gym member and you're working out in the gym, you're starting to notice this thing, you're starting to think about it like, man, maybe my flexibility isn't so good. Or maybe it's this. Those are things you can start to focus on as you start to hit the class workout, talk to a coach be like okay this is kind of how how's a way i can work this what's a way i can improve this how can i improve this um because then that's the goal is to get all those 10 components in a good place um obviously you'll always be striving to improve them every day every day every day but we can still improve our fitness by attacking one of these models that we're super deficient in
1: yep come and talk to us we can help you with all yeah. of these things we have um, we have things that you can do to improve yeah uh, one thing i said i wanted to circle back on Oh yeah. Um, Because you're only as fit as your weakest component. It also goes the other way where you can get too far into one of them. And one interesting one I heard the other day about flexibility is that you can get too flexible. You can get hyper-flexible, hyper-flexibility. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's just as much of a problem as not being able to touch your toes. Yeah. Um, and that goes for any of them. Like, like if you do have people are doing crazy deadlift weights, if you can deadlift six, seven, eight, nine hundred 900 pounds, like, at a certain point, you are well past the benefits that you get from doing them, from doing deadlifts. Like, once you can deadlift 600 pounds, stop deadlifting 600 pounds. That's my opinion. Um, but, yeah, the reason for deadlifting is to get your back nice and strong, to get your midline hamstrings, everything strong. At a certain point, you're going too far one way. Um, and that goes for any of them. And that just flexibility came up in my head as one that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you're hyper flexible and your joints are going too far in one direction, then, I mean, you could be at, more at risk of an injury. So sure. um, what on your other things, What on your deficiencies as well as know what your strengths are. and. Yeah. And
0: I think, like you said, the hyperfixation on one of them definitely comes into play. A big one I always think about is runners
1: because we always
0: yeah. constantly get running and that's what their obsession is. And they're like, well, my running's stagnant. Or it's like, I haven't seen my run improve, and they start doing this stuff, and they start focusing on a little bit of the power and the mm-hmm. strength and the other things. And then all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, my running's going so much better now, and they're not running all the time. Um, it's that specificity. When you go when you go with one focus or too narrow of a focus on one thing, yeah, that thing is going to skyrocket or become very awesome or whatever you want to classify it as or it can go the other direction with flexibility but the idea there is now we're losing everything else and ground other things so that's where like finding the balance between all 10 components is the goal Um, obviously it's not easy yeah i mean people are improving upon it they might be doing crossfit for 20 years or two years everyone's always constantly trying to improve those and balance those out making sure they're moving in the right direction but it's always making sure we don't get too hyper-focused on one area and we let the flexibility
1: go because we're just
0: consumed by strength yep. or we let this go because we're consumed by the one
1: thing. Right, and that, and that encapsulates the whole what is fitness, the, mm. four, the four models. Um, they all work together. They're all interchangeable, yeah. and this one goes right hand-in-hand hand with all the other ones of CrossFit is developing a broad general base of fitness, one that is the best for life and convincing me that there is another – Model of exercise or fitness that is better than this one then you got to convince me that one that one of these models is incorrect and that there's a better way to do it um and usually that means specializing in something and when you specialize you are doing that at a detriment to a lot of other stuff yeah. that's why crossfit is the best methodology that
0: was a beautiful note to
1: end on ken Sweet. that was money
0: do you have anything else to uh comment on before we wrap up the episode here
1: no i'm glad we did this i'd like um yeah these are like this is crossfit 101 that everyone should know and i'm glad that we're doing these and talking about them because um, i haven't dove into these in a long time so yeah. i'm glad we're doing this I it's like fun it. to
0: talk about them um it's always nice as coaches to get that refresher and yeah. just get some enjoyment out of it but those that are listening if you guys have questions about these models or maybe some it's the roots of uh crossfit you want some more information about this stuff as always just find us yeah. Well, whether, whether we have the answer, we'll lead you to the answer one way or another. We'll, we'll give you what we got, um, and help you understand. Cause that's part of the process is learning. Um, everyone's always learning and CrossFit's it's, it's a beautiful thing. There's a lot to it. I enjoy it. Ken loves it. Seth loves it. We all love it. So it's our passion. So if you guys ever have questions about any of this stuff, whether it's training or whether it's just some of the methodology, again, always find a coach and we'll get you hooked up on that end of things. Yep. That's it. But other than that, that is part number four of the models defining and explaining what is fitness.
1: Yes. Uh if you wanted to read the full article, you, Ooh, can, you yeah. can Google um I believe it's called what is fitness, right? Yeah.
0: Just C- literally Google what Cross is fitness.
1: CrossFit article, what is fitness. It was written in October of two thousand two, so that's dating yeah. ourselves a little bit now. It's gonna be twenty years old. Um and it holds up. Every bit of it holds up. It's yeah. so worth reading. So absolutely CrossFit, what is fitness article.
0: Yeah. Read it. Absolutely. Google it. Read it. If you have questions, let us know. Yeah. But that's been today's episodes for those that are listening and watching thanks for always tuning in make sure you guys leave a like don't forget to follow for future episodes to come and we'll see you guys on the next episode bye